0: From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails, garner great pet tips, and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden
1: Moore. <coughs> Welcome to the OBE Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and today I am being a ruber reporter because I'm in Encinitas, California. That's in San Diego County. We just conducted a Pet First Aid for You class with members of the Shelter to Soldier program, and we're going to talk about what that's all about, but I love their message and their motto, and it is saving two lives at a time. So we're going to find out more... After we take this quick commercial break, so you guys know the drill: sit, stay. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a pause for furry ones. Actually, sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. OBEHAVE is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in a household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore.
1: Welcome back to the Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. As I mentioned, this is a special episode of the Behave show because we're featuring a very special program that's making a difference. The program's called Shelter to Soldier, and it's all about helping military veterans and animals in shelters have a better chance at life. I am very delighted that they just took my course, Pet First Aid for You, and are now certified in our veterinary-endorsed program featuring pet safety dog Kona and pet safety cat Casey. The co-founder here is Graham Blome. Welcome to the show, Graham.
2: Thanks for having me on.
1: All right, so... In a quick nutshell, what the heck is shelter to soldier?
2: We are a California 501c3 nonprofit. We adopt dogs from local shelters and rescues, train them over 12 to 18 months to become psychiatric service dogs, some cases dual-purpose mobility assistance dogs, and we place those dogs with post-9-11 combat veterans working through post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injuries, and surrounding um, mental health issues, and we place those dogs at no charge to those veterans.
1: Wow, and I'm going to get more into that, but I want to also identify and introduce some of the members of your team who took our four-and-a-half-hour course. First up, we have Shan Foster. Welcome to the show, Shan.
3: Thank you. Good right, to be tell, here.
1: Tell me a little bit about your background.
3: Well, uh, a lot of my background is in working dogs, and uh, I was a police officer for 10 years and in canine during that time as well. I did deploy to Iraq with a bomb dog.
1: And what was the dog's name?
3: Alan was his name
1: was he a belgian malinois
3: he was a malinois okay. yeah and uh just doing that helping people and and uh, in that type of profession i i just have that mentality of the the greater good so to speak and uh when i heard about Shelter a soldier i i thought uh to myself hey you can't get much better than this so if i could do my part to help the dogs and people it's a perfect situation for me, so, so far. So, so far.
1: What, who's under your watch right now? What kind of dogs are being trained?
3: I have a, a chocolate lab, a female chocolate lab. I have a mixed breed uh, healer type uh, dog. And I've been working a bull. Um, it's a pit bull, um, greyhound, mix for some support work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also kind of uh, i am working a, um, um, another pit bull. Okay. So.
1: Well, welcome to the show, Shan. Thank you. All right, now we have, I know she has an awesome last name, but it's not related. Nikki Moore, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, so you're kind of new to this program. I am. I'm a little little new. Tell me a little bit about
4: this. Well, I'm a dog trainer, but I'm also a military spouse. Um, So sheltered Soldier kind of spoke to two things in my life that are really important. And so it was like the perfect marriage. I get to help dogs and veterans at the same time. Shout
1: out to your military branch.
4: (laughs) Go Navy. All right, all
1: right. <laughs> so what kind of dogs are you training right now? Uh, right now I have mostly pit bull mixes, uh-huh. um, just big, lovable babies. All right. Well, welcome, Nikki. And and now we have uh, Steven Snyder. I love your shirt. Tell everybody in the listening world, what's it say?
4: It uh, says saving lives two at a time because we save the dog's life as well as the veteran's life. And what do you mean by that? You know, in the United States, I believe the current statistic is 20 veteran suicides a day. And uh, 3,200 dogs euthanize nationwide a day. And so what our program does is saves a dog from possible euthanasia and also can help a veteran with mental issues that needs um, some help, some guidance, and you can save both lives at the same time.
1: I like your shirt. I may be wearing it before the show over, so sorry. Now I like the shirt.
4: What got you involved in this, Stephen? My father was in the Navy, Um, so I've seen a little bit of firsthand, you know, effects of, you know, returning from conflicts, returning back, reacclimating into society, nothing like some of the stuff that we can't see, but see a little bit of it firsthand, how it affects families. I've also been a dog lover my whole life, never allowed to have one as a child, but I always hung out with one when it was at a house that I'd be visiting or instead of playing with the other kids, be playing with the dog. So... Um, I, I love both aspects of it, and I love what Shelter to Soldier represents, and so I'm glad to be a part of it.
1: So, what are some of the dogs you're training?
4: I'm training a good mix of all of them. We've got uh, Malinois in right now. We've got you know a couple pit mixes. Like Shan was saying, we have the pointer mix. So there's a big mixture of all of them, and I don't really think the breed specifies much. It's more about the dog and their own person.
1: So what's a good quality that make a good service dog for PTSD folks?
4: A lot of dogs that we look for and we end up finding in shelters, one of the more common ones is dogs with separation issues. Mm-hmm. And being a service dog, they can spend that full-time with someone rather than being left at home while we go to work, while we go do our jobs. They're very
1: bonded to the person.
4: Very bonded. You know, you get a lot of those breeds that pick their one, and they're friendly with others, but they have their one person, and so we find a lot of those. But mostly just dogs with stable mindsets that, Mm -hmm. you know, are tolerant of the world around them. We do some training to help with that, but for the most part, the more you can get that's already there, the better.
1: Okay, and Graham, you literally go from shelter to shelter, and we're here at the Rancho Coastal Humane Society in Encinitas. I have to do a shout-out because that is where Pet Safety Dog Kona was that I adopted. But tell us the relationship that Shelter to Soldier has with some of the um, shelters in the San Diego area.
2: Yeah, I've been a dog trainer in the community 16 years and long-standing relationship with Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Uh, Jim Silvera, the director and president here, is a, a good friend. Um, we've worked together on and off for years. And John Van Zanty and I have worked at numerous shelters and just uh, on the same mission, helping dogs wherever we can. We've adopted some wonderful dogs from uh, the Humane Society here at Rancho Coastal. One of them is, is with an Army uh, veteran right now who's truly changed his life. I mean, he said he had his first night's sleep in years since his last deployment when he had his service dog come home for the first night. So... Huge changes. Tell uh, us
1: about that situation. What What is the name of the dog? What is the type of dog? And uh, whatever you can without invading privacy.
2: Yeah, no, that's okay. He's PR okay. So uh, um, Jade is the dog. She's a golden retriever, collie, mix, maybe some spaniel in her too. Sounds
1: like a canine cocktail.
2: Yeah, she's a cutie, (laughs) uh, about 45 pounds. And we found her here at the Rancho Coastal Humane Society where she just clearly had a lot to give, needed a job, needed a purpose beyond being a pet. Went through our program, passed with flying colors, uh, got placed with Chris, an Army veteran that had just been through a lot and seen a lot.
1: How many deployments?
2: Multiple deployments. And Chris came to us sensing the changes in his life and wanting to find um, something positive and an outlet and a best friend and a dog that could work for him and help guide him. And he saw the light at the end of the tunnel, thanks to Jade. And, you know, he, the first night home, he texted me the next day, and, and he said, thank you guys for what you're doing. I had the first night's sleep with no nightmares. I slept through the night, and she's been there for him ever since through moves and job changes. And she's a constant She's unconditionally loving him in addition to doing her task work. They're just a great team, and we're grateful for that.
1: Now, I know there's studies going on at Yale and other places where they are looking for the fact that dogs have this cognitive ability to sense our emotions. And explain a little bit of how this type of dog with shelter to soldier is different than, say, a dog for somebody with a physical limitation, like they can't walk or they're blind. You know, I've heard the expression... These are dogs that got my six.
2: Yeah, literally. We task train dogs. For example, we teach a watch command where the dog will lay between the legs and cover the handler's six and watch their back. But that's on command. And what ends up happening, what we find, is um, the dog actually ends up doing these behaviors automatically by sensing the need in the change of emotional or physical status to the handler. And it's pretty amazing to watch.
1: And give me a little example that. They can smell the emotional change or what's going on?
2: You know, it's it's a combination of the bond. We keep our dogs what we call connected, so they're touching their handler almost at all times. So they're sensing a change in breath, a, a change in their tone of voice. It could get shaky. They start stuttering, shaking their hands or their body. And these physical changes are being picked up on by our working dogs. And then they're going into work mode. And, and work present. mode to
1: help brace them from passing out. What
2: else? Help block and create space boundaries from people around them. Most of our graduates strongly dislike being in crowds or having people behind them. We have a command of behind where the dog will go behind them. So in a grocery store line, you've got 15 people behind you and you're trying to check out and you can't keep looking behind you. I need to
1: borrow one of those dogs. Yeah, their dogs
2: are there uh, literally just covering their six. Um, They're sleeping at night because... You know, when they're deployed, they've got brothers and sisters watching their backs and they come home and there's no one there to stay up on a night shift. But their dog can do that work for them. Wow. So, yeah, there's a a lot of amazing tasks and definitely life-changing. We're lucky to do what we do and glad to have your support, Arden, and also the support of Rancho Coastal Humane Society.
1: Oh, absolutely. Nikki, if I may, what's some command that you enjoy teaching these dogs that will eventually be service animals for the veterans?
4: I like teaching block because it's something that the veterans always like. What do you mean by um, that? that? means when they move from your side in front of you to create some space between you and another person or you and a situation, our dogs like to learn it and love to train. And you say the train. command,
1: block. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yep. they're starting to learn about space awareness. Yes. Okay, and how do you reward them? Is it treats, praise, what kind of training?
4: What, whatever they want to work for. Treats, <laughs> affection, play, everything that works.
1: All right. Steven, do you have a a dog you want to share a little success story and what's happened like he did with Jade?
4: One dog in particular that just comes first to mind is Annie. Mm -hmm. Um, She is currently still in her handler training section, so she's at a pretty good point. We're finishing up a few of her commands. But, you know, when I first met this gentleman, he had a real hard time communicating, had a fairly strong stutter. And when I first brought Annie out to meet him.
1: And what kind of dog is Annie again?
4: She's a greyhound, pit, I think there might be some pointer. She's all American as we call it. Yeah. And she uh, you know, she came out and within minutes he was talking clearer. It wasn't perfect, but you know, an almost immediate change with just that connection. Right. And, you know, they've been working hard, both of them making great progress, finishing up a few things and they should be graduating fairly soon here.
1: Well, like Nikki said, she liked the the block command. What's a command you like to teach?
4: One of the ones that I like to work with one of the most is either our watch or our center. Um, They are both between the legs, Okay, and most of our... Um, veteran applicants as soon as they get the dog in that position you can see a wave of relief.
1: So the dog is literally on the ground at their, between their legs?
4: Between their legs. Center for forward, watch for behind. Wow. And um, just that connection because they feel the touch they feel that security it's you know it's like the child with their blanket right there. Yeah. And you can just see that wave of relief just come over them and it's you know the ones that you can see happening right in front of your eyes are the the magical ones, yeah.
1: Hey, Shane, you're not getting out of here. I know you're looking at the toads right now that are called fire-bellied toads. We're in an education classroom at the Rancho Coastal Humane Society. They were very intriguing to my cat, Casey. I'm very glad he didn't get to access them because we would be literally teaching hands-on poison control. But what's a good story that you can share about a success tale, T-A-L-E, with a dog and a soldier.
3: Well, I don't personally work the dog, but uh, there is a dog in our, our kennel at the time right now. That's His name is Moose. And he, um, the veteran...
1: I met Moose. That's a cutie pie. Okay. The veteran
3: that uh, was paired with him had actually saw the dog in a shelter oh, wow. and wanted to adopt him. But for some reason, he was unable to. Okay. And then he came to us, the the veteran and... We actually it was Stephen and Graham that went to go pick a dog out. They didn't want a pit bull, they wanted something else. Yeah. And and uh they just couldn't they couldn't uh get past this how great this dog was.
1: Uh huh. And
3: so they we adopted him. But he gets paired wow with that veteran. So that's that's pretty amazing. It's like fate.
1: Yeah, it is. So fate.
3: and they're doing great together.
1: That's great. We also would be remiss if we did not include in this OBEHAVE episode a longtime friend of mine who's with Rancho Coastal Humane Society. And his name is John Vanzante. And thank you for being on the show, John.
5: Oh, Arden, thank you very much. Always a pleasure and great to see you in person.
1: So these guys just got certified in pet first aid. We're talking about the shelter to soldier program. It's good to get the shelter perspective on this, too. You're always trying to find good homes for shelter animals. This is a great What a job, what a legacy they
5: get. Yeah, the first time Graham and I talked about this, which Graham and I, we joke about that we're neither one old enough to have known each other as long as (laughs) we've known each other, but it touches so many lives. About 90% of the animals adopted from Rancho Coastal Humane Society have been transferred into us from other shelters or rescues.
1: Like my dog, Kona. Like
5: Kona, and a lot of these animals. If we hadn't made room for them here, they would not have had a future in the shelters where they were. Some of them come from different states. We believe that no animal should have to die because it was born in the wrong state. So when... That animal comes in here, first of all, in a lot of cases, we just saved its life. Right. Then we save another life because when we bring them in here, that opens up space at that other shelter so they don't have to take drastic action. Now, Graham takes it a step further because he'll take those animals that we've brought in here, here or any of the other shelters, because it's... it's It's about the people that need the animals, it's about the soldiers, and it's about the animals. And so then he takes them one step ahead of that by rescuing, and actually, I don't know if you've already talked about this, but one of my former students, I I taught at college, and uh, he got out of college, he didn't know what to do, he enlisted in the army, he did some tours in Afghanistan, he emailed me and said, hey, I'm getting out, looking forward to coming to visit you when you get back, and... uh, And then, like six months later, I get another message, and I said, I thought you were getting out. And he said, the Army says I'm not ready to get out yet, and when I do get out, I'm going to need a dog. Do you know anybody can help me? And I put him in touch with Graham, and that's probably a great place for Graham to pick up the story.
2: And that goes actually back to Jade and Chris. That was a friend and student of John's, and we talked about them earlier. He sent him our way, and now they're living A much happier life together both jade has got this beautiful life with a best friend who goes she goes everywhere with him Mm -hmm. and chris is more confident more calm and just doing better at life because he's got his canine companion his service dog with him and all thanks to rancho coastal humane and john for making that connection
5: It's really just such a group effort. Uh, When you and I first talked about shelter to soldier, that was right about the time that the Veterans Administration had stopped funding for companion animals for veterans. And uh, at that point, I can remember reading different figures as to how much it would cost. And one said uh, to like $40,000 to train the animal. And I said, how are you going to do this? And you said, I'm going to form a nonprofit. And when we're done, I'm going to hand them a leash.
1: So, how do you raise money? How much does it cost, and how long does the training take?
2: So, um, in the for-profit world, and actually a lot of the other um, nonprofits doing similar work, it's it's averaging about twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars per dog. We've been able to drive that cost down to twelve thousand dollars. That's due to a lot of volunteer time, low administrative. You know, we've got a four percent administrative overhead, so it's just about giving back and putting the dollars where they count and where they're needed. And we raise money through fundraisers. We have an online donation where we're encouraging people to do a reoccurring monthly $5, $10, $1, whatever you can and, do. And
1: please shout out the website now. Yes,
2: it's shelter2soldier.org. And then we've got apparel. So we've got great t-shirts and hats and water Did you bottles. bring any? I
1: didn't. Ah, we're going to have to get together. I
2: will. I'll send you
1: some. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to learn more about the Rancho Coastal relationship with Shelter to Soldier, but we got to sit, stay, good listener. We'll be right back.
0: Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash, right after these messages. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Pet hey, it's Robbie Mal. and you're listening to Arden Moore on
3: the OPNA show on Pet Life Radio.
0: We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox that is. Now back to OBHA. Here's Arden.
1: Welcome back to the OBHAVE show on Pet Life Radio. I am very super excited to be here in Encinitas, California. I've got a longtime friend here, John Vanzani from the Rancho Coastal Humane Society and my new friend, Gran Blome and the team of Nikki, Shan and Steven. Say hi everybody. Woo! And they are changing lives and saving lives two at a time. So we were talking about that it's about 12,000 people can be a steady donator. If they want, they go to, again, the website?
2: Shelter2, that's T-O, soldier dot O-R-G, shelter2soldier.org.
1: And the training takes about how long with the dog and then paired up with the veteran?
2: Yeah, the dog training is about a year, and then the handler training is uh, approximately five months. So start to finish a year and a half for each pair and team to graduate. And how
1: old is a youngest kind of dog you could start training?
2: So we look for dogs four months to two years of age, Obviously, the younger dogs were spending a lot of time socialization and puppy manners.
1: Yeah, I call the first year of a puppy's life the wonder year because you wonder where your sanity went. Yeah,
2: yeah, fair (laughs) enough. Yeah. And then of course for us, size of the dog does matter because we want them to be portable and fit on an airplane. So 40 to 65, 70 pounds is average. Um, and that's what we're looking for. And then just an overall good temperament, a dog that can handle change of environment, that's social with people and other dogs.
1: And can regroup if there's a noise or anything.
2: Yeah, recovery is important to noises and, and obedience does not matter. They can be completely off the wall, ill-behaved because that's what we're here for. We teach them and give them that opportunity to learn those good manners.
1: So what do you think when they plucked a few of them from Rancho Coastal, John.
2: Well, I can
5: remember one time a year two years ago, we called Graham and we said, we've got these great dogs. And we had one that we just thought was going to be the perfect dog. And Graham went in, he did about a five-minute interaction with it, and took the dog next to it in the kennel. <laughs> but, but, well, but he, he knew the soldier. Yeah. He knew what their needs were going to be. He kind of had an idea of what their taste was in dogs. And the dog in the next kennel over was the one that was the perfect fit. So Graham came in that morning i think by noon he was out the door with the dog and he took it back and trained it and turned it over to the soldier
1: now guys do you have the dogs at your house where are the dogs that are being under your train let's go with shane first
3: they're located
1: at at our kennel facility
4: okay so you go
1: there all the time
3: yes every day okay and we take them out we take expose them to uh real life scenarios as well as train we often go to stores where um, you know grocery stores or, okay,
1: good. or home depots exactly yeah, okay, good. and
3: and we just recreate the situation like uh, stopping at a counter and trying to pick something out maybe dropping something in lines at and grocery stores uh, so the behavior is what we're simulating is just natural everyday um, occurrences that, that would happen with the, with Good. the.
1: And Stephen, you all are dog trainers and you could just be sitting there training people's dogs to sit, stay, leave it. How is this different for you, Stephen?
4: This is a little different because, you know, when you're, when you're training a for-profit client, it's, you know, it's rewarding. You get to help out a family, but this is just a lot more rewarding in terms of, you know, you feel like you're really out there giving back. The training in itself is different because the exposures are a lot different. Yeah. Most Pet dogs aren't walking through you know, a Lowe's at 2 p.m. where there's people putting plywood and two-by-fours on a cart that makes a lot of noise. That's a good point. And so we have to get different types of exposure and really plan for that every day, what might happen, good. and expose them to it, teach them to be confident through it, and then you know, how to work through it. Okay.
1: And don't you feel like a matchmaker a little bit, Nikki? Because not every dog is a good pair for every veteran.
4: Exactly. We have to find kind of that perfect match, just like you do in life, and we will try different dogs with different veterans, and once we see them, then we officially match them, and they can start their journey together. All right, and
1: how do people find out more about Rancho Coastal, John?
5: Uh, Our website, uh, we're in San Diego County, and our website is sdpets.com org.
1: You make it easy, man.
5: Well, if somebody wants to support what you're doing and learn more about what you're doing, make it really easy for them to be able to do that. So sdpets.org.
1: And I'm looking because my dog Kona, who came from Rancho Coastal, April 18th, 2016, not that I have the date memorized, is now trained and she's got her canine good citizen. She was a shy dog, but she passed all the temperament tests. I will always be grateful to Rancho Coastal because you gave me one great dog. Right, Kona? Yeah, I, I could speak for myself right now. And I just want to say want to thank the Canine Academy. I like teaching Pet First Aid. I like getting treats. I'm sniffing the mic. I even have a cat I like. Wow, life is really good. So we're going to leave. Before we leave this episode, I want to just ask you guys, you just endured a four-and-a-half-hour class by me. I'm a master in pet first aid, by pet first aid for you. I don't know what you expected, but did we help you feel like you can help these dogs in a pet emergency and help their soon-to-be military mates?
4: We
2: are totally prepared now. All
4: right. Yeah, with, with you know first aid, it's one of those things that, If you're not trained in it, you think, oh, I'll I'll do it eventually. But when the time comes where you need it, if you don't have that training, you know, a life could be lost. That's right. And so I feel we've learned a lot here today. Um, The CPR portion was very good for me. I'm glad to have learned that. And I definitely think it's going to be hopefully never used. But if it has to be, I'm glad I learned how to do it and do it properly.
1: What about you, Shan?
4: Oh, 100%. Not just the refreshing of,
3: you know, my memory on uh, certain things, but also getting caught up to date with kind of the newer uh, type ideas. Um, you
1: like my mutt giver tips?
3: I do. And I, you
1: gave me a couple more.
3: So yes, okay. and especially the cat safety tips.
1: Yeah, those yeah. Those, Casey those. rocked it, didn't he?
3: Yes, it was very <laughs> helpful.
1: Any parting any message, Graham, to our listeners about the Shelter to Soldier program and the fact you've got well-trained dog trainers here, and now they're certified in Pet First Aid.
2: Yeah, just uh, thanks for having us on, Arden. We really enjoyed the Pet First Aid for You uh, program today. We feel more prepared as a team. We love being at Rancho Coastal Humane Society. Everyone's just ready and willing to help. And um, get out in your community, help where you can, share rescue dogs, help dogs when they need it, sheltertofsoldier.org if you want to get behind our program. Uh, We would love your support. And this class was very educational. I think it's great for pet owners, pet professionals alike. So do yourself a favor and be more prepared for a situation if it were to ever arise.
1: Last party message,
5: John? And uh, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, there are pets in your area that need help. We love to have people come to Rancho Coastal Humane Society, but wherever you are, there's a shelter, there is a rescue. You can be in the United States, you can be in Europe, you can be in South America. There are animals in your area that need help. So you know you can support a black backyard breeder or one of those puppy mills. No. Rescue save a life, you'll be rewarded for it.
1: And as we're finding out today, as we wrap up this episode with Shelter a Soldier, you can be saving two lives at a time. And that's very, very powerful. At this time, I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the wizard of pause. He's the guy behind the scenes that makes this show and all the shows on the Pet Life Radio Network happen. And so until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore. Delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four leggers out there. Oh, behave.
0: Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from Wagging Tongues and Tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown.